Welcome back to your money this evening. We're discussing the Office of the um, Pension Adjudicator. My guest is Mavanga Lukumani. And if you'd like to call us, you can on 011-4840-468. Or you can email me on brian at bdtv.co.za. I'm moving straight to emails. First email this evening is from Gen Jeremy in Langabani. He says, what is the responsibility that the company has towards me to provide sound financial advice on what to do with my retirement funds now that I'm withdrawing from the company. The company maintains there has been some suspicious behavior and they want to withhold the funds pending legal proceedings. Are they entitled to do this? Well, the first question is, what is the, is the responsibility on the fund to provide financial advice both on withdrawal and retirement? Uh, on retirement, uh, not really on withdrawal. On, on, on withdrawal, everybody would feel that you've got your own financial advisor to deal with that. But on retirement, you have counseling that must happen. And it's not really the employer that must provide the counseling, although other employers still do uh, through their HR and wellness activities. But it is the fund that must actually do counseling. Well, on withdrawal, you know, you've got the option. You've got the yes. four options. Yes. You can transfer it to a new fund. You can withdraw. You can move to preservation fund you can even move to retirement fund and a lot of choices you've got to yes. have Let, let's talk about this interesting one company claims that you they're not going to allow you to withdraw because they've got they're suspicious about some activity you may be involved in and forget that particular caller but anyone mm. i mean it come there, there's got to be a charge laid against the, the employee yes not only a charge in actual fact um, um the legal interpretation has gone even further to say that it must not just be a charge that you might have laid with at the police station but it must also be that the employer has commenced with civil proceedings against you issued you with a summons or whatever but the decision actually also has to be made by the fund so what the law requires you to do as what requires the fund to do is the employer must give the fund the case to say this is what i suspect um James has done and uh, I want you to withhold their benefit. I have commenced with, with civil proceedings or I am about to commence with civil proceedings. The fund then has to give James an opportunity to respond to those allegations before they can take a decision to withhold because the fund must weigh up the interest, must see whether there's actually really a case and if that case meets the requirements of 37D because it can't be any other thing. It has to be that it's misconduct that has an element of dishonesty in it, fraud, um, theft that, that has actually resulted in loss to the employer. Those are the things that you can deduct against. But if um, um, you gave me money for a study loan, you cannot deduct that. Even if I've signed on a dotted line somewhere, the act says you cannot deduct anything other than what is allowed for in 3070. And if they've used their withdrawal benefit against a, a, a loan in the bank? Well, that uh, the loan has to would has to have been a housing loan. It can't be any yes, other. But a housing loan. The, yes, that will be deducted because a housing loan you are you you can um, you can use your pension benefit as security for a housing loan in terms of section 19.5. And some some employers would advance that to the to the to the employee, and then the pension fund serves as a 
as the short as the surety for that. Mavanga, you make an interesting point because the employer would say, I think that employee has done something dishonest, and yet the pension fund is a separate entity. Yes. So does, is there not a conflict of interest? Because who is that pension fund op, uh, representing? The employer or the members? No, the pension fund is an, it has to be independent in this instance. However, if you look at how some pension funds have been de dealing with it, with, with this, you would see that they they would withhold just on the basis of what the employer is saying without asking the employee to give their side of the matter so that they can weigh up whether the employer actually has a has a case or or not and that if a if if a complainant comes to our office with an ins, with an instance where they have not been given a, an opportunity to put their case to the fund and the fund has withheld at the instance of the employer only then unless the, there is another thing, maybe they are, the employer has already commenced with proceedings, then we would order the fund to release the, fu the, the, the funds to the member. Jake in Pretoria says, I've got a complaint against my pension fund, I'm a truck driver and I really cannot put a complaint together. Can I consult with someone in your office by coming to your offices and receiving help? Yes, we do have um, uh, consultants on, um, in our office on a daily basis that assist people with writing, capturing their complaints properly. Even if you were to email your complaint, um, if we find that there is information outstanding, we would call you or, and we will assist you to reformulate that, that complaint so that it, is, it complies with, it rises to the level of a complaint. But otherwise, if you want, even for purposes of coming to get progress on your, on your complaint, if you don't wish to phone or you are, you, are, you are able to come through to the office and there are people to assist. And I've got an email here from Anonymous in Johannesburg. He says, I represent my late nephew who was married with no children. He supported his parents, namely my sister and brother-in-law. The pension fund decided to allocate 74% to the wife and 13% to each of the other parties, which I assume were the two, uh, his, the, the, the mom and dad. His wife is a professional person and quite able to earn well into the future, whereas the older parties have been supported for years by their son, the deceased, on a, a, unable to increase the income. I've taken this with the company and they've come back to me withholding their decision. Surely they must do a financial evaluation of the parties before making the decision. So his question is, what recourse do I have? How do I stop them making a payment until this is finally decided? Um, the person we can could spend approach the whole program just on something like that. <laughs> yes, the person can approach our office and lodge a complaint on behalf of, 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 of those people that were dependent on the member. I think one of the things that people must know up front is that a pension benefit does not form part of the estate of a member. So it's dealt wholly by the pension fund um, board of management that will then decide who gets who gets what. But he is correct, the caller, to say, shouldn't they look at the financial circumstances? They should look at a lot of things. They should look at the financial circumstances. They should look at the age of the parties. They should look at the wishes of the of the of the deceased to say what is it that the the deceased wanted. They should look at 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 like holistically to say, because the act requires of them to make an equitable 
allocation of the of the funds now if for example he says that the spouse is is um is working financially independent and all of that i think there is also a problem with understanding where people think that just because you are a spouse you should get the first you should get 50 percent of the benefit yes you should get the the (laughs) first bite but it it could be that there are some people also that would move away from their homes you find that people are not um people are not living together anymore but they are still married they didn't divorce but they are they are they are separated so in that instance the the people must look at whether in fact so we talk about factual dependency did these people in fact depend on the member and that that is the overriding overriding principle is did these people depend on the member and to what extent did they depend on the member so sometimes funds only end at determining that you are a legal dependent you are a factual dependent and they don't now start with looking at the extent of dependence which is what it sounds like in that complaint if indeed they didn't look at the extent of 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 dependence so let's assume this individual anonymous passes on to offers you'll evaluate yes what happens if you agree with the pension fund do they have any further recourse? Yes, our decisions can be can be appealed at the can be forwarded for reconsideration at the financial services tribunal. It is also free, which is a good thing. Um, because before the financial services tribunal came into being, people had to go to court to uh, to to appeal our decisions or to have them reviewed, which costs a lot of money because it it's a high court, and then you find that with the formalities and everything, because our office doesn't really have many formalities of a legalistic nature, even though we abide by the basic principles so that we come to a credible outcome. Well, I'm going to have a lot of I'm going to have a lot of complaints tomorrow because there are a lot of emails I didn't get to. <laughs> but Wendell in Whitbank says, under our fund we have a disability benefit. I'm no longer able to do the particular job which needed enormous concentration. Looking at very small figures, I've been losing my sight, and the company has said that my disability benefit is based on any occupation, and they had offered me a job on the switchboard. Surely, if it's under our pension fund, I should be forwarded. Does this complaint fall under your jurisdiction? Well, in de- it depends. Um, if it's underwritten with an insurer, then and it is sometimes these benefits would be employer owned and underwritten with an insurer. Although the rules of a fund might refer to it, it wouldn't fall under our office at all. It would then fall in the office of the long term insurance um, ombudsman. But if it's a if it's a benefit that is provided for by the fund, there are a lot of funds that self-insure for example your big funds your motor industry funds your road freight funds your escom pension funds they they provide those benefits within the fund they don't insure with with an insurer then it's not long-term insurance business it's fund business in that instance we would be able to help well when we arrive this evening it's happy new year to BDT TV, TV and there were a lot of balloons. Yes. Those balloons really for you. <laughs> I've got so many people who complain. You never got through to my client. You'll have to come on soon again with me. Mm. The Office of the Pension Fund Judica plays a very important role in helping the many who believe they've been unfairly treated by their retirement funds. 
or recently there's been introduction of the early resolution team. This helps to assist members to lodge their complaints directly with their respective funds for eternal dispute resolution prior to the complaint being investigated by the adjudicator. This will no doubt speed up resolution, but if you still feel that your complaint is not well dealt with, please refer to the OPFA office. Mavunga, thank you very much for joining me this evening. It's important to note our programme this evening is to provide information and should not be construed as advice. Next week's programme will be dealing with investments. If you need to get hold of me, my details will appear on the screen. I'd like to thank you for watching and good night.